All right, it's the morning of Monday, September 24th, 2018. And the reason I bring that up, I don't usually timestamp these episodes, is because as a host, it's actually a really odd thing to do anything that seems time-based when you publish, say, a podcast or really any series online. That's because a lot of people will go back and discover this show, this episode, later. You know, they'll, they'll discover me or Unthinkable, and they'll go back and do this kind of binge-listening behavior. Actually, if you look at the progress that an episode makes out in the world once you publish it, it tends to have two little spikes. The first, which is the bigger of the two, happens right away. And that makes sense, right? You are listening to this most likely, if you're like most people, you're listening to this within the first week that it published. But there are some people who will discover me through my book, my, my speaking, uh, future episodes of this show, or other types of content I publish, like other series for clients or articles, and they'll come back to this episode long after the, the dates that we're addressing are passed. So I just, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting to some of you, because when you make stuff for other makers, you can hand them what you made, but then also share how you made it or what you're learning about what you made. It's a very meta way to earn a living. Uh, anyways, the reason I bring up the date is... In one week from today, October 1st, 2018, my first book will be available globally through Amazon. Yes, the Kindle version, the print version, and I'm told within a few hours, maybe up to 24 hours, the audiobook version will all go live October 1st, 2018. Now, my book is called Break the Wheel, Question Best Practices, Hone Your Intuition, and Do Your Best Work. And fundamentally, this book aims to solve one really, really big problem that creates a lot of commodity average work out there. Finding best practices is not the goal. Finding what works best for you is. And I don't really know if we've ever been taught how to do that, right? So that's what this book is trying to do. We're trying to break from all the conventional thinking out there. And in today's world, my Lord, how much conventional wisdom, how many tips and tricks, cheats and hacks, gurus and get rich quick schemes, all that junk out there. We're trying to question or break from outright to better think for ourselves in this era of conventional thinking. So this book explores through lots of science and and story, mostly story, because that's what I do, um, how to do that. And most importantly, why you should do that. So there will be no blueprint in this book. There will be a series of questions that you will walk away from that you can apply to any decision that you have to make as a sort of decision-making filter or what I call an instant clarity generator, which by the way, has another name, intuition. And I go into the book about why we misconstrue intuition and how to actually make it a practical tool on par with following even the best experts list of tips, intuition. It's that important. It is your instant clarity generator, not some fluffy muse or idea. Uh, Anyways, Break the Wheel comes out October 1st, which means right now, as you're listening to these words, if you're listening to it the week this episode comes live, this is your last chance to get signed copies and some extra bonus goodies sent to you from me, from my home office here in New York, to your door or to your office. This is the last week. It's the pre-sale, but it closes right before October 1st begins. So go to jayacunzo.com slash book, jayacunzo.com slash book, and you can learn more about the book, listen to the playlists that I use to write the book, uh, see some quotes from some some great thinkers and and creators that are in it, uh, and ultimately purchase your your pre-order, place your pre-order to get a signed copy and some extra bonus goodies. So you can join hundreds of people that are doing that, and I hope thousands of people end up buying the book. 
Anyways, let's move on to this week's short story. I am calling this What We Really Mean When We Say Visionary. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. So spoke, or spake, or spoke, or, or speaked, uh, Inigo Montoya in The Princess Bride. And so spaketh I, Jay Akunzo. Of course, Montoya was referring to the word inconceivable used throughout that film, while I'm referring to this strange notion of visionary. We adore visionaries. In our work culture today, we seem to use that word to describe people who do work that we can't explain, it's just that good. They seem to see the future. But I would argue that their work is actually built for today, while unfortunately, most of ours is built for the past. That's because our thinking comes from the past. Over the last six months, as I poured over all the research and all the stories for Break the Wheel, I realized visionaries don't see the future. They see the present more clearly than others. When we dub someone a visionary, we assume they saw something coming that we couldn't. But in reality, they simply cut through distractions and misconceptions to see the world as it really is today. Turns out there's actually a psychological issue which causes most of us to base our thinking on all those distractions and misconceptions rather than see the world clearly. It's called cultural fluency, and I explore this idea more fully in chapter 7 of the book. So, sure, an innovative thinker can more easily extrapolate their ideas from today into the future, but it's only because they start by understanding the present so intimately. Like building a skyscraper, their foundation is strong enough to support the heights they reach. On the other hand, the rest of us are stuck erecting flimsy little huts. Our thinking hasn't caught up to the present quite like the innovators we admire. After all, a best practice or a common approach is a lagging indicator, not a leading one. Additionally, when a great mind in history was rejected by his or her peers only to be revered in our society today, we tend to conclude, well, they were ahead of their time. But consider that their contemporaries back then were merely stuck in the past. Only after the rest of society caught up, which may have taken years or decades or even centuries, did people start to look back and realize, you know, that fella was really onto something. Maybe the whole clasp him in chains kind of thing wasn't the best move. Weren't people from olden times so silly? I mean, yeah, but we've only gotten goofier today. It's easier and more tempting than ever before to base our decisions on the past thanks to the endless amounts of data and documented knowledge all around us. Today's information ubiquity, as well as the removal of any barrier at all to share an idea, has really empowered a lot of great things in our world. But it does come with a dark side. Advice overload. That's a huge problem if we want to see things more clearly in our unique situations in order to make the best possible decisions for us. Because, make no mistake, innovation requires clarity, not prescience. There's an old quote often attributed to the great investor Charlie Munger of Berkshire Hathaway fame. He says, I'd rather be vaguely right than precisely wrong. This idea is simple enough to understand, but hard to execute. 
It's more effective to continually update your knowledge rather than profess to know the answer all the time. When you routinely course correct as you acquire new information, you shape your thinking and thus your work to the present moment. Whereas best practices provide maybe security in their absoluteness, it's dangerous or even awful to base a decision on something that precise. With few exceptions, like maybe the laws of physics, but only maybe, any mandate or blueprint must be contextualized to your unique and present situation to be as relevant and effective as possible. As Munger suggests, we should embrace a more zigzaggy truth than those best practices offer. To succeed in the real world is to admit that the world changes every single day, and thus, we should act like lifelong learners. We should seek to update our knowledge about our present environment rather than cling to absolutes. And that process never stops. I'd rather be vaguely right than precisely wrong. Thanks to Charlie Munger, that quote has become somewhat famous in certain business circles today. But he actually wasn't the first to utter those words. The quote can really be attributed to the British economist John Maynard Keynes. Either way, if we adopt this idea of being vaguely right instead of precisely wrong, just as Munger later did, we might see visionaries for what they truly are. Investigators. They consistently update their knowledge as the context changes. In this way, I suppose they do possess a kind of vision, but it's not the kind we usually imagine. It's not foresight at all. It's the ability to see the world around them more clearly. When we obsess over best practices, we make decisions based on the past, not the present. And we rarely pause long enough to investigate our environment, to ask good questions of our context in order to tear down those assumptions. Even the latest trends swirling around an industry are only trends because they've been around long enough to become popular. They still lack context. On the other hand, those visionaries that we so admire refuse to begin their thinking with absolutes pulled from the past. They may have moral principles to help them make trade-offs, but everything else is up for debate. They see the inherent danger in operating with too much absolutism. Decisions informed by past precedent don't take into account present-day information. And by the way, present-day is a moving target. As soon as we utter now, it's in the past. Now. Nope, that's in the past. Now. Nope. Okay. Nope. Can't catch it now. 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 No. Everything is constantly changing. As a result, innovative thinkers know that they'll always be vaguely right. As they march into the present day, which becomes yesterday rather quickly, they need to ditch the need to feel precise, like they have the answer that will continually apply. And instead, they busy themselves with updating their knowledge on an ongoing basis. Innovators are investigators, not experts. Unfortunately, in our quest to do better work, we're fighting against centuries of dogma that prioritizes expertise, not investigative skills. In generations past, because the goal was to work in, say, factories or farms, uniformity and sameness were actually quite valuable. People learned that the foundation of great work was expertise. Know how to do the work and do it exactly as prescribed and you'd have a great career. But 
In most careers today, especially yours and mine, the goal is to solve complex problems and to create and invent. As a result, the foundation of great work is no longer expertise. It's awareness. To possess the same vision of those innovators is to develop your senses of self-awareness and situational awareness. Now, you don't need to be a rocket surgeon to know the next question that we have to ask. How, how, um, how do we do that? I mean, we've never been taught how to develop our senses of self-awareness and situational awareness. We have been taught to go find the right answer and to compare it to the wrong answer. We have been taught to go get expertise or follow the expert. So how do we just become more self and situationally aware? That is the reason I wrote the book. Consider that the difference between visionaries and others is the ability to, well, consider things. Seeing the world as it really is leads to making better decisions than our past selves and most of our present peers. That level of clarity doesn't require expertise. That's the kind of absolutism or false sense of precision that must be constantly updated and shaped as the world changes. So instead, clarity is about considering the world around us more often with more purpose. It's about developing self-awareness and situational awareness to supplement all the endless amounts of best practices and conventional wisdom and trendy tactics in our work. That is how we, too, can act like visionaries. That's how we can make decisions with confidence. And more crucially, that is how we can tailor our thinking to our own unique situations. Because make no mistake, finding best practices is not the goal. Finding the best approach for you is. So let others place visionaries up on a pedestal. Let them agonize over understanding what makes them tick or how they peer into the future. The next time you see somebody assume that those visionaries know something that you can't possibly know, I hope you'll merely smile and shake your head. Because it's inconceivable. Visionary. Ugh, we keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. If you like this story, this is a taste of the kinds of things I explore in the book. And I use a lot of examples and a lot of science to back it all up. So I hope you'll check out the book. This is the final week to get your signed copy. And I'm going to send you some extra goodies along with that signature. Um, that is at jayaconzo.com slash book. Otherwise, if you missed this week, the week of September 24th, if you're hearing this later, you can head over to Amazon and get the print or audiobook or Kindle edition of Break the Wheel. Thank you so, so much for your support. Every book I sell helps me spend more time creating great stories and great work for you rather than just trying to keep the lights on through client contracts. So I adore creating things for you. I am obsessed with it. It is the most addicting thing I've ever done. And it's the thing where I feel the biggest sense of self and the biggest sense of service. So thank you so much for supporting my work. Uh, with every purchase of the book, I will be one step closer to creating better and better stories for you. That's Break the Wheel on Amazon if this is after October 1st, or you can head over to the website at any time, including after that date, jayaconzo.com slash book. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of Unthinkable. Unthinkable.